You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Take your Bibles, please. Let's turn to the book of Luke, if you would. Luke chapter 18 today, Luke 18. If you're uh, visiting and you don't have a Bible, uh, church members, would you look around? If someone doesn't have a Bible, either let them borrow yours or share uh, with them, if you would. It's important we see the Bible. And I'm going to take you to a few other texts today, so I hope that you'll have your Bible ready. Prayers in the Bible, Luke 18. Matthew, Mark, Luke, third book in the New Testament, Luke 18, verse 9 says, I think I'm going to have you read it with me. Remain seated there. Will you do that? Luke 18, verses 9 through 14. Luke 18, 9 through 14. We'll see two men, one's called a Pharisee, one's called a publican. Verse number 9, ready, begin. And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves. Bible speaks of these two men. These two men, one was a Pharisee and one was a publican. Would you just leave a marker right there? We're going to come right back to that. I want you to go with me to Matthew, the first book in the New Testament, Matthew 23. What was a Pharisee? You remember this man that came to Jesus by night. He was called a Pharisee. What is a Pharisee? Sometimes we talk to someone, wow, that guy is a Pharisee. It means he's a hypocrite. And you know, say, I'm not, people say, I'm not going to church. Bunch of hypocrites there. Well, we have room for one more. Come on. A lot of hypocrites in church. A lot of men, sometimes I feel myself, I feel like I've been here all these years and I try to live for God. I try to work hard and pray and serve God. I'm trying to be everything I should be. And a lot of times I'll say, Lord, I just, I feel like such a hypocrite. I think anybody that's trying to be right with God feels like I come up so short. I read this Bible through many times a year. I go sowing, I knock on doors, I visit, I pray, I study, I, I try to be here for you. I try to do everything I can that's right, trying to live right, trying to love my wife, children, grandchildren, all that. But I know the old devil condemns our heart. And sometimes I'll say, I just feel like such a hypocrite. I think sometimes a pastor can get the feeling that, that 
you think I'm so good, and I just know this old flesh I battle. I, I battle fear. I should not battle fear. Uh, I can battle laziness. I, I think anybody can. There's things we can battle in life. We can battle frustrations. Sometimes you preach and you think, is anybody listening to the Word of God? Not necessarily this morning, but you know when you pastor a church? That's probably pride. And then after I, 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 I blame you for a while, and this is rare, I blame myself. That's normal. That's part of it. The Bible says a Pharisee, the Bible says in chapter 23 of these Pharisees, Verse two says they're Pharisees. Verse three, but they do not after, uh, but they do not after their works. They say they uh, and do not. Uh, they tell everybody else to do things right, but they don't do it right. Look what he says. They bind burdens grievous to be borne and lay them upon men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with their fingers. All their works they do to be seen of men. They love the uttermost rooms of the feast and the chief seats, uh, seats of the synagogue. They're so prideful. Look at, look at who I am. These were a, a religious sect of Jews. And these religious people thought they were so good and you people are so bad. Notice what he said. He said um, in verse number 19, this is Jesus. Jesus said, but woe unto you, scribes, Pharisees. What's the next word? Hypocrites, verse 13. Look at verse 14. Jesus said, Woe to you, scribes, Pharisees. What's the word? Hypocrites. Verse 15. Woe to you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites. He, he said to them over here, and there's much more to say, but verse 13. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Ye pay the tithe, the mint, the anise, the cumin, and, 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 but you've, out, you, you, you've neglected mercy. And he said, you should do these things. You should tithe, as the text says. But you're doing it all to be seen. Look at me, I'm giving money to the church. Look at me, I've dotted the I and crossed the T. Look at me, how good I am. But I find the greater a man is with God, he'll say like Paul, oh, wretched man that I am. When people try to justify how good they are, they're in rough shape. Notice what the Bible says, verse number 27. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees. How about verse 25? I like that verse. Look at verse 25. Woe unto you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites, for you're like whited sepulchers, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but within are dead men's bone and unclean. You look good on the outside, but the inside you're corrupt. That's what a Pharisee was. There's more to say about it, but a, a Pharisee, go back, if you will, to Luke please, a Pharisee. They were outwardly clean. They were inwardly corrupt. They were outwardly fulfilling all the law, but inwardly they're making sure that other people obeyed it. You folks need this, not me. I heard the, the illustration so many years ago of a, of a man that went to church and he, everybody knows in a small little white clapboard building, everybody knew in that church this man needed it. And he'd come out at the close of the service, shake the hands of the pastor. Oh, maybe 80 people would leave that little auditorium. And, and he'd shake the pastor's hand and he'd say the same thing every week. Pastor, good message. Those people really needed that. 
And one day, a big snowstorm, and two people showed up, the pastor and that man. The pastor said, bless God, we're having church today. And he's thinking, I finally get to preach to the one man that needs it the most. He stood and began to preach. He said, some of you sit here, you think it's the next guy that needs to get right with God. Oh, it's you. I'm talking to this great auditorium. One man. Taking this great auditorium. Get right with God, you hypocrite. Gave the invitation to the man that come. Went to the back door. The man said, Pastor, great message. Too bad they weren't here to hear it. (laughs) They really needed that one. That's what a Pharisee was. A Pharisee. And then we find the publican. The publican was that who collected the money, the revenue for the Roman Empire. And we know the history of them because the publicans would charge more and have different weights so they could get more from themselves. And everybody knew they were a ripoff artist. Uh, they, they acted like they were the, so one was for the religious side and one was for the government side. And, and the government had employees that were corrupt. And the religious side had men who were in leadership positions that were corrupt. So here we have these two men introduced to us. Verse 10, two men went up into the, the temple to pray. You see, the publican who had been stealing from the people that week and the Pharisee who had been putting all these rules on everybody else, we're, we're doing our religious thing. We're good people. We're going to pray. See who we are? And yet all the people sat there thinking, you're a stealer. You steal our money. And, and, and you're a religious fraud. The people knew that. In fact, in Luke 19, verse 8, they even taxed people for hush money. And you could, you could pay off the publican with hush money. You could create a crime, and if you gave them enough money, it, we'll just cover this. We'll take care of this. But I want you to see that Pharisee, verse 11. He prayed thus with himself. He he was talking to himself, but he was doing it publicly. God, I thank thee that I'm not as other men are extortioners. Who was an extortioner? The the publican. And here's this religion. I'm not like this old boy. I'm not extortioner. I'm not unjust. I'm not adulterer. Or even as this publican. It's amazing how he found fault with the next guy. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I have. I'm a pretty good guy. The publican. God was doing something in his heart. Standing afar off. Could not so much... He lift up his eyes unto heaven, but he smote his eyes upon his, he smote it upon his breast, saying, God, would you see his prayer with me? God, would you read his prayer in verse 13, the last few words after the word God, ready, begin. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For one exalted himself 
shall be abased, and he that humbled himself shall be exalted. He went away declared righteous. He was declared justified. To be justified, it's a, it's a CPA term, justification. It's to balance the books. It's to make sure that you can be declared righteous. And, and, and here he said, publican, you have been stealing. That's why, remember Nicodemus, when God got hold of him, a ruler once came to Jesus by night to ask him the way of salvation and light. The master made answer in words true and plain, ye must be born again. And that night, as he came to the Lord Jesus, he said, I'm going to give back half of all. I, I, I want to give half of my income back to thee, and I want to pay back manyfold to the people I've ripped off. Because God changed his life. My dear friend, Brother Mike Ray in Napa, home of wine country. He's been there 30 some years and today they're having a big day like we're having a big day. He's been out door knocking all week. Brother Ray and I'm not trying to fault him. They, they always, he makes fun of his height and the preachers, they, they have a, a, a camaraderie together. But Brother Ray's about this tall, very short. He's probably the greatest pastor soul winner I've ever met. He teaches in our college on Tuesdays. He's done it for 20-some years. Last week, he was out soul winning. Five foot, Brother Dennis, six, maybe five foot five, very short. And, and he was out soul winning. And he found a hell's angel, biker, six foot five. And he began to witness, and he's very bold. He said, very appropriate, but very, very bold Christian for his faith. And he talked to this man, called him by his name, said, you know, God wants to save your soul, and God can forgive any sin. And he began to witness him, showed him, you are born as a sinner, just like I was born a sinner. You're the judgment on your life. You're going to die and go to hell one day if you're not born again. But Jesus died on the cross, and he paid for your sin, and Jesus became sin for you. He took your sin upon his life, but you must ask him to save him. And so he said, I want that in my life. I want to be saved. That was a week ago, the biker got saved. He pulled up to church last week on his bike. Hell's angel. He said, Pastor, you told me the next thing is I need to make it public. I need to let people know I got saved. I got saved. And he said, I'm here to be baptized today. I have to close the service. That six foot five and that five foot six preacher in the water together. He looked at him and said, brother, you're going to have to help me today. And he baptized him. I want you to know, friend, that the publican was such under conviction. I don't know what, what issues you're facing. You're thinking your drugs are going to send you to hell. You're thinking your alcohol is going to send you to hell. You think your adultery is going to send you to hell. Those are expressions of the real problem. The real problem is that you're just like me. You're a sinner. I was born a sinner. The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's not a person in this room or in the hundred some countries that are listed right now that was not born a sinner. We're all sinners. Not have I gotten but what I received. I'm only a sinner saved by grace. 
Uh, once I drifted out in sin, I had no hope, no joy within, and my soul was sinking down in pride. Then my Savior came along, and he told me I was wrong. Oh, thank God, he reached out his hand, and he saved me. I'll never forget that night. I'll never forget it 62 years ago when God reached down his gracious, loving, holy hand we sang about this morning and he saved my sorry soul. I want to tell you something. Since that day to now, all these years later, I've still sinned. We've all sinned. But thank God, when my sins are confessed, he covers. Isn't that a wonderful thought? How about I had the big one in my office over that this week? Just pondering it. When I confess to God my sin, and I did 62 years ago, I'm a sinner. I deserve hell. I know I deserve hell. I asked Jesus Christ to save me, and Calvary covers it all. My past with its sin and stain. You want to know why you want to magnify on Facebook everybody else's sin? You're trying to cover your own. But you'll never be able to cover your own. Only Jesus can cover your sin. And thank God that here's a publican, here's a man that, that came to the point, he realized, I'm a sinner. Blood washed by the Lamb. My brother's a king, the son of I am. Oh, thank God he's still on the throne. And he's on the throne today that God could save you. There's two men in our text, and the one prayed the sinner's prayer, and he said, oh, dear God, I am a thief. I've used my political position. To, I'm a thief. And he admitted to God who he was. He said, be merciful. Mercy is pity. Show pity to me. Show pity. I know I'm guilty, and you can never get saved you first realize you're lost. In this room today, Dale Moody in the 1800s said everybody either has an L or an S on their forehead. You're either lost or you're saved. We're born lost. I remember that night. I'll never forget that night. 62 years ago in that little tiny church building, 20 minutes from here, I, I walked out, walked down the aisle, and my pastor said, Jack, why'd you come forward? And I said, to get saved. And a lady that day dealt with me from the Word of God for a few moments. She showed me, Jack, you are a sinner. I said, I know that. I know. Oh, I had a temper. And even as a boy, I'd get, lose that temper and get so mad. I knew I had a temper. I knew I lied to my mother as a boy. I knew it. No one had to tell me. I, I, I still look at her face though she's in heaven now. But I, I, I just deliberately remember lying to my mother. I was so convicted of who I was. I was a liar. I was full of pride. I was full of anger. Which is just as bad, though I wasn't on drugs or drink, just as bad I was a sinner. There's not a good sinner and maybe a real bad sinner. We're all sinners. That night I prayed and said, Dear God, save me. Let me take you in your mind as I close today to Bluefield, West 
Virginia so many years ago. A woman was in a church service like this, not this big of an auditorium, but a small little building. She was a very well-to-do woman, dressed so very nice. That day, the preacher preached about salvation. Before she knew it, she was just walking down the aisle at the invitation and said, I need to get saved. The pastor said, let me deal with you right here in the front. And You know, a lot of times, the old-fashioned way, I remember my father-in-law's church so many years ago, uh, they would just take time for the invitation. It wouldn't take just five minutes. I mean, they would take time. And people would weep and cry and get right with God. And then he'd read the names. Brother, so-and-so is coming today. Getting saved today. Stand, if you will, my dear brother. And they would praise God and just shout for joy. That was good old days at that old church. Here in Bluefield, this lady came and the pastor said, let me sit down with you. She was dressed so beautifully, just good, rich clothes. And he said, ma'am, do you understand the need? For, oh, I understand. I need to be saved. He said, let me lead you in a prayer. I'll, I'll pray a prayer, and then you repeat after. I'll pray just like I do with everybody all the time. And the preacher began to pray. He said, dear God, she said, dear God, I know that I'm a no good, rotten sinner. And I cannot save myself. She said, hey, hold it right there. The preacher said, excuse me? She says, hold it right there. I'm a sinner. And I want to be saved, but I'm not a, I'm not a good for nothing, no good sinner. I'm, not, I'm a good sinner. And he backed up. He said, listen to this. And he took her back through the scripture. He said, no, there's not good sinners and bad sinners. Sin is transgression against God. It's a removal of ourselves away from God. We were removed from God in the garden. For as in Adam and Eve, sin entered into this world. And death by sin, there's always consequences for sin. So death was passed upon all men for all sin. In this room today, there's many that undoubtedly need to say the sinner's prayer. Dear God. Be merciful to me. Save me. Our heads are bowed. Our eyes are closed. Our Father, this morning, I do pray that every person in this room would take inventory of their own life. The Pharisee wanted to examine everyone else's life. Uh, the publican wanted to rip people off. But I pray that we might recognize that we're all sinners whether Pharisee or publican, uh, whether, whether, whether we're of any, uh, what national, uh, national heritage we have, what ethnic background we are, we're young, we're old, male or female, for all have sinned. And Lord, to think that there's a place called heaven and there's a place called hell. There are going to be a lot of good people in hell. They were good people but they never asked Christ to save them. And God, your word tells us you're going to have to say one day, depart from me, I never knew you, and be cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the Bible says. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. 
May God bless you as you serve Him this week.